With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Segrin Designs, makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom fresh hand burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, Go Big Red and uh, let's start the podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm joined by Fitz. Fitz, what's up, buddy? Not much. Uh, just uh, reworking some lighting here at a, at a request from our one of our uh, fair co-hosts here. So uh, other than that, having a great day. Awesome. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's really pretty what you got going on back there. I uh, I like it. I'm, I'm proud of you. You're just fucking doing the Lord's work over there. Drake, <laughs> speaking of the Lord's work, Drake, how are you? I'm good. I, I'm I'm good. Uh, we we're having a good time tonight. I I can already tell. You'd think I'd be better with these transitions at this point. You know, 25 plus episodes in, and I'm still as shitty as ever. So that's just apparently not a skill that I can grow. So that's okay. Let's get to the. We re- didn't want to. We didn't want to be professionals anyway. So way to keep us on that path. Oh yeah, no, we're not going to be professionals. Believe me, there's there's absolutely no shot of that ever happening. No one would ever give us a 
another bigger platform, but that's okay. We are going to introduce everybody to our guest tonight, the reason that we're all here, uh, linebacker from the University of Nebraska. We're joined by Makai Bayer, correct? I got it, right? Yeah, you got it right. There yeah, we there. go. It only took me three tries. <laughs> you guys know how shitty I am at reading, so I, of course I can't pronounce things either. Whoops, my bad, guys. How are you doing tonight, Makai? I'm doing well, man. How are you guys doing? We are doing fabulous. We are excited to be joined by you. Um, you know, it's it's the summer down there. How is everything going with these summer summer workouts and everything? Well, everything is great. Um, you know, we at the tempo where not too rough on us and on our bodies and not too light, just at the right pace that we need to get ready for the season. Awesome. That's that's what we like to hear is that you guys are, you know, we've seen the hype videos, we've seen the pictures, we've seen all that good stuff. Obviously, the team's been putting in work this offseason. On that defensive side of the ball, you know, there's there's obviously some big losses there. And we've got a lot of, you know, we're losing a lot of experience, but we've got a lot of talent on that team. What are some of the guys that you've seen kind of really blossom this offseason that you've gotten to work with or gotten to watch out there? Uh, Definitely. One of the guys is Jamari Butler. Um, from I watched him sit all last season until working his hardest into the spring and just making plays and really performing very well. Um, another guy, for example, is um, Ernest Hausman. He came in early and he started working, worked his tail off, and he um, he's been working very hard. So, but guys like that on the defensive side just coming in and really putting in work. I feel confident about this, yep. this season. I was going to say, yeah, we, you know, we've seen some splashes, especially like in the spring game. You didn't mention yourself, man. Like you, you were blowing it up in the spring game. You were killing it out there. Yeah, me personally, I don't really like to talk much about myself, but uh, during the spring game, I was just more of a uh, – it was fun. I got the – even though I was blowing up, it was just a great time just to really learn and focus on movements and – plays and you know making sure everything looks right so what's what's your mindset or what was your mindset and just kind of I guess just a lot of you know in general college athletes you go from being a stud at Irvington High School out in New Jersey um, you know accolades awards you know big time player in Essex County to then you know coming to Nebraska and you are just you know you're a player now uh, you're just one of one of a bunch of guys, and you're just kind of buying your time a little bit. How did you? How do you work through that personally, and then continue to kind of push and and keep yourself on the path to where you are right now, which is you know getting getting opportunities to be on the field this year. Yep. So just like when I was a freshman at Irvington High School, I came in as just a football player, and I had to work every day to earn that privilege to call myself a, a star player or key player, you know, and that's the same thing with college. I come in as a freshman. Everybody knows I am. I got to work on special teams. Whatever I got to do, depth chart, just work my way up the depth chart. Um, guys think you come in and you got to play, you know, because the coaches recruited you now. You don't got to play. You just, you got to work. You got to show them that you're able to work and sacrifice whatever it is. Um, and eventually, with me just working, just like I was at Irvington, Give me like a year or two, I'll be back as that player again, let the world know, and be ready to be one of the best linebackers in college football. So it's all about hard work and just staying focused, not worried about anything else but that. 
No, that's a good mindset. Um, Pretty much everybody we've had on, we've kind of talked to about when they showed up to campus, who kind of took them when you first showed up, and who are you leading to mentor now? Um, So first, it was uh, Ramirez Johnson. You know, he's also um, an East Coast guy, Jersey area guy. Um, So Ramirez kind of helped me out with everything. Anything I needed, he was there for me. Um, Jamari Butler was there for me as well. He helped me get around Lincoln a lot and just really told me everything I needed to know coming in as a freshman. Currently, my little brother's um, a center here, Justin Jenkins. Um, so I'm mentoring him right now. So everything early on. So giving him. Yeah, was no, he he just got here in uh, June, beginning. Oh, of okay, June. okay. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be playing O line this year, so um, which is good. Um, so I'm just keeping him, you know, focused and locked in. I'm letting him get distracted. You know, that's that's pretty awesome that, uh, you know, you've got some guys from this uh, similar area being Jersey guys, you know, having Ramirez there. What's that difference like? I mean, obviously being Jersey, it's a bigger city, I'd be guessing, than going to a place like Lincoln. What was, what was that adjustment period like for you? Was it rough or was it something that was pretty seamless for you? You know, I'm not an outside guy, really. So it wasn't that bad. Um but coming from like a place not too far from New York City, whereas like you just see so much going on, and then coming here to Lincoln, just cornfields, and it's not as to me. That's know? a really polite way of saying it. We appreciate that. It's not yeah. as fast paced. It's not for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Not for everyone. It was it was a little shock to me, and I kind of got used to it quick. Um, people here are nice, better than the East Coast people. <laughs> um, just the food is great here. We eat steak almost every day. <laughs> um, the Nebraska life. Uh, it's just, it was a it was a shock, but it was a great one. It wasn't nothing where I thought I need to leave. Medium All right. Yeah, well I, I've done. Heard, like, it's, it's like, kind of. Yeah, um, I, I've heard some stories of the East Coast guys liking it well done. And uh. <laughs> You can't get behind it. Can't get behind it. It's like sacrilegious. Yeah. <laughs> there is no, a, when you guys there are, is a former Husker that likes it well done though. His name's Kenny Cheatham. Yeah, I'm gonna out him. He likes yeah, it well done. That's that's that's. We gotta get leather. Kenny on to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Just talking about overcooked leather steaks. Yeah. Yeah. You might have now. Are you football? <clears throat> so you're eating at the training table. Are you guys? Are you doing some of your own? cooking as well some grilling on those steaks or is it just all pr- what's provided for you yeah you can you have options if you, what you want to cook and um you know it's, the nutrition here is good and they give you options but me personally i just take what's in there um i like the food that's in there they cook great so coming in at 230 with a lot of body fat now 230 with a lot of muscles so like i linked out a lot that's all from like the food they've been giving us really help you guys know, say as, was, even as a high school guy like you were you were built pretty damn well for a high school guy coming in and then switching your body type from like you said more of a not i'm not gonna say fatty but more of yeah. a fatty type to to more to more <laughs> that's what he said it not me yeah he didn't say no he did not use the word fatty i mean i, I we can i we didn't can, hear it I didn't we can it. rewind this. You're the one that used the word fatty. Body fat. Body fat. Body fat. No, we just got canceled for fat shaming athletes. 
<laughs> this is this is why I don't get to talk in public very much. Um, you switched your body type, you know, to two thirty, yeah. and you know, a more solid guy from what we've seen from the pictures and different things like that. Credit to Duvall. You know, is do you guys feel like the you got to put your your dues in in the weight room? to get it out on the field to be able to say, hey, I'm one of these guys, you know, does it start in the weight room, built in the off season and then build to the to the season? Yeah, definitely. You everything. We we do that for our guys that it must start in the weight room. That's where it starts. Then it starts with the meals. You know, you can't lift and then not eat or you know, that's that's it all comes together. So we are definitely those type of guys that we it starts in the weight room. Definitely in the off season. I was going to say, with the with the weight room comment, I feel like that's how you know that you can break someone is if they're in the weight room breaking, you know that they're going to break out on the football field. The, the weight room is yep. just – that's that's you against you. Yeah. You against someone else that's more determined on the field. I mean, you can see someone breaking the weight room. You instantly know that, hey, this guy doesn't have my back on the field. Maybe that's a rough yep. way of putting it, but he's going to quit. Yep, early early discipline, early, early discipline in the weight room, um, early – team bonding you know you lifting with each other you know you got his back if you got 405 pounds on your back spot that guy behind you not gonna let you fall then you know you got you know that's you got a guy with you You know you got a that's team right there that's team bonding right there you hear that drake i got your back oh i don't know if i like the way that sounds uh (laughs) speaking of the weight room uh What's your opinion on the uh, taste of music from Coach Duvall? Would you rather switch it up a little bit? Oh, uh, uh, nah. His music is pretty good. I like Coach Duvall's music. <laughs> he gets us going early. It'd be like 9 o'clock. We're, we're going. We're ready. So uh, his music is pretty good. Get a little Metallica the, at 9 a.m. Uh, nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> yeah. The uh, I, as, as far as the groups go, would you, would you say the linebackers are – uh, one of the uh, the strongest, like physically strongest, getting into the weight room, pushing pushing a lot of pounds around. Uh, yeah. Compared, if you kind of do, you know, based on on size and, and strength like that, or you, would you guys put yourselves as probably one of the strongest position groups on the team? And yeah. it's okay. Just tell us. Nah. Nobody listens to this anyway. <laughs> nah, pound for are, pound. I say we are. We are. We got guys like Nick Henrich, cleaning two eighty five stuff like that off like on a regular day we got you know i live for randy and seth and you know we push each other to go five pounds heavier and i see those guys push each other to go five pounds heavier five to ten pounds heavier so it's just um with the linebacker core coach rude you know he kind of have us together without us even knowing and the way we look and push each other is crazy so i say we don't see no group lifting like us um, the D line is probably the strongest, but like any skills position, we have that over them. We're just probably all a lot stronger. Now, when you when you talk about cleaning, uh, just for Drake and, and some of his followers, could you break that down a little bit? He's he's thinking about like wiping off the counters and yeah. putting the dishes away. Um, can you break down a little bit more what you were talking about there? Um, so it's kind of like a RDL. You know what an RDL is? Like you got the bar going down slowly exploding up and you gotta catch it with your arms up here that's basically what the clean is yeah that's that's the only lift i was good at in college i still hold the record for the men's basketball team at bruce state really 
It's the only one I could do. I couldn't bench or squat for shit, but I could hang clean. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's that's good. I would have I loved to I see you fucking hang clean. I don't know if I've ever been able to do a full pull up, but I could hang clean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really proud of you, Drake. That that's that's absolutely fabulous. Um <laughs> Well, I, I got to, you know, since we're talking about the linebacker group as a total, um, you know, with with the pretty much having a brand new defensive line in front of you guys this year, it seems like the defensive line has gotten bigger, yep. much, much bigger with the transfers that they've had come in. Does it seem like with the transfers that they've come in, there's a shift in like mentality of how that line's going to play and how the linebackers are going to play behind them? Or is it kind of the same as kind of what we've seen under Chenander and, and Rude? Um, I expect it to be a little bit more different um, in a good way. You see guys, um, I know the guys last year, that was really good. But, um, you know, you see guys moving a little different this year. And I feel confident with this new D-line we got. Um, guys are just, you see them do a little bit more extra work this year. You see them push each other a little bit harder. You see them out there a little bit more on their own. And, you know, you feel a little bit more better about what's going on. Yeah, it seems like it's it's been a not a rebuild of that room, you know, because there was a coach lost and then a lot of transfers out. But then the transfers in, once again, we don't want to down talk any players or anything like that, but it does seem like the player that came in was maybe coming from a higher quality program or from a higher level program, such as like an Alabama or different things like that. Those players coming in from winning programs, I mean, that's got to be a huge thing for the culture of the locker room to kind of help you yeah. guys to say, hey, I've been there. I know what it feels like. Here's here's how we do it. Yeah. Um, for guys like that, um, like Casey Thompson, for example, that he's he's a great leader. Like when you talk about things like that, and the kid from Bama um, is is just a great great thing to have those guys there because they can teach you that one step that we need to get better. You know, and the coach is always emphasize like it's just one more we, we're short one step and those guys help us understand what that one step is you know so like you were saying they can you know um, teach us a thing or two yeah sometimes it's just an additional voice right like yeah um i i think about to when i was coaching and playing at, at a certain point the coach's voices become very much like your parents and your young athletes and <clears throat> sometimes you zone some of it out so when you get yeah. somebody somebody who's on the same level as you who can put it a different way, um, yeah. that can go a long way. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's what's how much how much of an impact going back to Casey Thompson, going back to to win from Alabama. You know those guys, and and I'm not taking a shot here, but Texas wasn't as successful as they wanted to be last year. Obviously, we know what Alabama is, but every single one of you guys was coming out of high school from a good team. You were good players on good teams. You're you're used to winning. You're you're winners, right? And now you go through and as as just like you know, more publicized than anything, the best three and nine team in the country. And that winning, like you said, it's a it's a step here, it's a step here, it's a play here, it's a play there. It's you know, it could have been something somebody did on Tuesday. How do how have those guys been able to maybe kind of reshape that mindset and say, hey, you know what? Look, 
compared to what we're doing down in Alabama, you guys are right there. Compared to what we've done in Texas, you guys are right there. Are you seeing some of that where it's it's kind of a reassurance to you guys like, hey, we're not that far away. We can do it sooner than later. Or is it just kind of, hey, we're going to keep pushing forward and, and those guys are going to have to just jump in with us? Um, it's like you um, were saying, when is a, uh, you know, he just got here, so he's still settling. He don't really talk as much, but he's more like a, a um, not a spoken leader, you know, he do. And people going to follow behind him in a way. So you just be seeing him work a lot and say things little by little. Um, but Casey, he's just, you know, we we got to go. We got to put our foot on the gas. Like you were saying, um, it's not like we leaving anybody behind, but it's just like like we, we got to step it up a notch, you know. Um, we got to work harder than what we did before. And like we were saying with the linebackers, add five more pounds if you got to, just to push each other a little bit harder, you know. Um, so with guys like that, um, I feel like it's great for the program. And it's not like they were leaving, like I said before, leaving anybody behind or down to we either get on board or, like, I don't know. Get on just, board or get out. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when 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 people when a team struggles, you know, and and it, it's been it's been a few decades where Nebraska hasn't been the Nebraska that that we're used to, the Nebraska that the the department wants it to be. Um, yeah. You 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 make choices, and you made a choice. You're still here. Guys have made choices. Probably shocking to some other people around college football that they're coming to Nebraska. So there's got to be something going on that's that's right. And yeah. it's the culture, it's what you guys are doing, and that's that's a, a testament and a compliment to every single person that you know goes into that weight room at nine a.m. on on June twenty fourth. You know, hundred hundred degree humidity and you know ninety yeah. degrees outside, and you guys are working and and pushing. No, yeah. Um, ooh, how should I put this? Yeah, the coaching is great. So when people see us do good, and people see us something that's changing, and you see guys like Trey Palmer come. You know, Marcus come and all those guys come. They like, yeah, something special about to happen there. So it's just, like you were saying, we culture here is just getting better and better and better every day by just holding each other accountable and just doing the right thing. So like you were saying, people like to, like to see that. People want to jump on board when they see that. A lot of production, especially yeah. in the secondary and in the linebacker group as well, especially guys like JoJo. Yeah. Um, and your side of the ball was arguably the strongest <clears throat> factor in the team, right? The strongest component. Where are – with some changes both in personnel and a little bit of coaching staff on your side of the ball, what are some of the keys that you guys are trying to – focus on to improve where you were last year and not have a drop off. I feel like we just um it's just like with no little coaching stop changing or anything. It's just we just been working on guys a little bit more. Uh mm-hmm. in the film room, really getting them to understand so you know drop off. We got guys that just transferred in in the film room a lot. Uh, just learning. Learning. Like spring ball was pretty big for us this year as a whole group defensively and offensively um, as a team, it was big for us because we got a, new, a lot of new guys. A lot of them need to learn, you know. Um, with them being able to learn early on and and get the movements down and get the plays down, I feel like it, it won't be no drop-off, you know. 
guys are like coming in confident into the season, going into fall camp, they're gonna be confident. So we just got our guys on the field uh, doing like their own drills a little bit more, you know, watching film a lot more, just watching from last year with the gun and, and so it won't be no drop off. You know, we had a lot of talent and I wish it was like, you know, like we can't have the same guys back, so we gotta work work better than what those guys did. Being a film with more than those guys. So. Yeah. Are, so are you working? Um, sorry, Drake. I was just gonna jump in on that one. Are you working more inside or outside then um, for your training with linebacker? Uh, inside. I've been working mm-hmm. inside. Um, I feel like I'd be more productive. You know, coaches feel like that. I was, I was being recruited there, and I just feel you know more confident playing there. Well, you so, you don't shy away from contact. You're going to fill yeah. those holes. Um, yeah. Obviously, speed to to bet. That's got to. I mean, you, you look at yourself. You look at the guys, and we've been fortunate enough to to talk to a few of them, and and, and we know some of those names. That that inside yeah. linebacker room is just crazy talented, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty talented. You got guys like like Ernie and Randy. You know, Seth. You got Taggy, Grant Taggy. Nick Henrich, of course, Luke, because we push each other. We got a lot of talent. Everybody won't play, so mm-hmm. we push each other. We in firm room. We, one guy get in there, another guy pop up, and then one guy text another one, and we all in there by an hour watching film together, you know, so it's just kind of, you know, with that linebacker room, we got to push each other. So, so I, I'm going to preface this, Makai, with, I don't know uh, virtually anything about playing linebacker, but <laughs> there are stories of guys like Junior Seau, Brian Urlacher, when on the field, if they felt something, they would either break off from, from their assignment entirely to make a great play or call call a minor audible just within that group. From the outside looking in, it kind of looked like JoJo had that freedom last year. Is that something that's built into your guys' system where you can trust your eyes? Or is it very much you have to stick to the assignment? Uh, no. If you see you got an opportunity to go make a play, go be a football player and make the play. You they teach us not to be robots, you know. Like yeah. the play there, you can make it, go make the play. Oh sure. I feel like some of that most of that stuff was built in that we teach is built in. Um when we see something, it's built in, we practice that and like with plays, dorm plays, we just adjust. We just suggest go be a football player and make the play. So. I had a question. You brought up coaching a little bit ago, and I asked yeah. Ernest this question last week, I believe. With, with you know, Rude being a local guy who played linebacker at Nebraska at a very high level, the entire family played at a high level, you being coached by him, do you think being coached by a guy that that experience played inside the crowds that he did gives him any more credibility or credence than any other coach that, let's just say a, a random linebacker coach were to come in. Do you think Rude, I guess, can explain it a little bit better, what it's like playing in front of those the crowds and different things like that, being from here? So explain it one more time. Yeah, it, it, I guess basically what I'm trying to say is with, with Rude being a homegrown linebacker from Nebraska and him playing here, do you think him being a linebacker coach here – helps coach you guys better to be able to play in front of the crowds and different things like that. Yeah. It's just an experience really not him being from Nebraska. His his experience as a a player and he gives us a little piece of information or knowledge he can um, about playing. 
So it's not more necessarily him. It helps, you know, him understanding what the culture is here and how, how it's supposed to be played. That helps a lot. But um, with with everything else, is more of his experience that he played his years in the it's, league and what he's learned. So. Gotcha. That that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's and uh, Ernest kind of answered the same way. He, he said it really didn't have a big impact on it or anything like that. It's just he's a great coach at what he does, and once yep. he gets guys in there, he's able to get the most out of them, which which is which is great. Um, and we're starting to see it with what we've seen on the field and the guys that are behind him and the depth and different things like that. I did want to ask this question because you were all over the country by different programs. What was it that made Nebraska? a place that you wanted to call home being so far away. You know, there's there was a previous connection to Jersey and Nebraska's been very um, successful with players from the Northeast. What was it that made Nebraska feel like home over schools like Alabama, Michigan, places like that? You know, um, with the coaching staff here, I felt like Coach Chance and Coach Frost and Coach Dawson and those guys, Coach, all the coaches, they was being like, genuine with me. A lot of contact. Nah, I feel like they looked at me as just like a guy they want to get on a, you know, get on a commitment board. And I just felt like coaching them. They, they believed in me. Even when I was hurt during my senior season, they um, they still took a chance on me. I felt like a lot of teams would never take that chance. Um, so with the coaching staff, I feel like this is probably one of the realest coaching staff that, you know, I might, I might come across. Um, they took chances on me as a player. Um, they, they, they stayed in contact. They, they got they got to know me before I even got to Lincoln. So I felt like that played a big part. And, you know, I was unable to um, see the coaches, so I took an unofficial here without going to the stadium or anything, just to get a vibe for Lincoln. And it was just, you know, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, we, we've heard well, that you, staff do that in the past where they've had guys that, that are have suffered an injury like their senior year and yep. they haven't gotten to play. They've still honored the um, the commitment with the scholarship and different things like that. So it seems like to me, and, and maybe you can vouch for this or on a different yep. level where it's not just, hey, you're – you're a linebacker for me. It's like, no, you're 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 my kid. You're 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 with me for the next four to five years. Yep. So that's yeah. what it seems like that's what, what they push more than, hey, you can play here. We've got opportunity, but we're gonna love you like a brother, son, as opposed to, well, yep. you're just a football player for us. Yep, exactly. Um remember when I told Coach Rude I was hurt and he kinda he was just like, you know what, man, it happens. It's football, it's like he told me you're just gonna come back stronger. And he said, when you have the ACA, it's gonna be stronger. It'll be a better athlete. I kind of was just, I was just like, you know, I'm thankful. Thank you for like, you know, just having those type of coaches. It's great. So they 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 took a chance on you as a football player with your injury. Yep. Um, obviously, there was no taking any chances with you as a foot as a person because. This year, you were the recipient of the Brooks, or Brooke Beringer Citizenship Award and the Tom Osborne Citizenship Citizenship Award. What was what was that like for you? What what kind of led to you um, being able to to earn that? And then, as far as I guess the, the 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 triple on this question is kind of what does that do for you as a as a member of the team? That's got to be pretty significant uh, moment. Um, so I take advantage of being a Husker football player. 
know, people love to see Husker football players. And I was just going out and helping people a lot. And, you know, a lot of community service, you know, and just showing my face to people. And that kind of motivated me to do more, just keep doing more. And as a football player, you know, it motivates, like I bring guys with me, bring guys along and have them help or something, you know, if it's something little or like community service, I'll go help them with it and i have them come help me with it and just, you know, just put everybody together. Um, I love to help people. Um, that's why my mind is child youth and human development. Um, just love to get the, the help and learn about other people, not just myself. Um, I'm like so self-centered. So just being able to go out and help is, that motivated me to keep doing more. So. So was that were those awards presented at the lead center at the at the end of this this last spring and yep. every, you guys got to get all dressed up and and have a, a a good night out is that was that a pretty cool experience Yeah it was pretty cool I never been at the lead center but um that was my first time there it was a beautiful place and just to receive the awards and see everybody receive their awards the hard work they've done it was amazing so. Kai I, I've been asking this to all the running backs who come on. We haven't really had yeah. linebackers to, to defend your position group. Yeah. Who hits harder, the line, the running backs or the linebackers? <laughs> the, run, the linebackers. The running backs, <laughs> the running backs are, are – no, they're kind of uh, – they don't get the chance to take hits like that. Probably yet every once in a while, but it is not yet. I feel like that's a hit that you may not want to, you know, line up for, though. Uh, nah, that's that's uh that's something I pray to happen one day. You know, we we go at it, we go at it a lot. Um, so that's we we close. That's my dog. So we just. Is stick. there a guy in that room that you don't want to see with you filling the hole? Oh uh, no, nah, I want to see everybody. All right, everybody. all right. That's what I was so, going to ask: is who's the number one guy? But I think you answered it. It's Yant. You want to see in the hole, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. I'll see Yant. We'll see each other eventually. Just gotta keep working my way up. And see him. So, all right. Well, so we talked about this one a little bit before the show. We had a debate with both of them on here. Can you clear the air? Who hits mm-hmm. harder, Buddha Wright or Chancellor Brewington? Chancellor Brewington. Yeah. Chance. He, he's just a. Uh, he's he's a hit stick. Yeah, he's different. Yeah, that's that's why we called him the executioner when we brought him on here because we we've yeah. seen what he did against Northwestern and then I think he killed a guy against Iowa. So we still yeah. haven't seen that DB since. So yeah, <laughs> well I I think well the Michigan one the Michigan one he put down and he stepped over and he stepped on and yeah it's uh it was criminal. He he's different. He's a different type of guy. Yeah, when you hit a dude and walk over him and don't look back at him. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how you know you just caused a little bit of destruction in that human being's life. Yeah, killed them. Yeah. <laughs> at, a, at a certain point, the defense, has, the guy, I'm taking this so somebody else can try and make him play, but nobody else ever seemed to fill the hole after the guy that Chancellor was going for yeah. ended up on his back. Yeah, but I'm probably going to go at it like that, too. So that's what prepares us for that. Just that that's time. what I was I was just going to ask you if that that was a play that uh, you were able to see in practice, and who the uh, the poor guy was the very first time. They're like, yeah. "Hey, we're going to try this new play." And, and um, was it was it something you guys were pretty surprised about, or did you have a feeling some that that was coming? Uh, we had a feeling that was coming. The goal line, 
I feel like that's that's something other teams want to look out for now because of that those plays. Um, so just being in practice and seeing players like that come along, yeah, and seeing it happen in the game is just you get excited for it. So I was going to say you may hear on the sideline, "Oh shit, it's Brewington." Yeah, and that that might yeah. be all you hear before you hear a car crash happening. Yeah. No, I was think when we talked to Ernest last week. This is and because you guys are in the same room, he had mm-hmm. mentioned with the new offensive staff that there was a lot of crossover. Regardless of who, what position you played, you had a lot of crossover with the new offensive guys chatting with you and different things like that, and building out of the ball have had a a part of is getting to know the offensive side of the ball and getting to, I guess, build those relationships with Whipple, uh, Joseph, uh, Applewhite, those guys? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah, we kind of just, everybody, is uh, the relationships, you know, you always welcome to go talk to anybody, even on practice. You know, you build that relationship. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. It's a very open environment where it's like, hey, you can talk to just about anybody. Anybody's going to have your back. And, And I can't remember the last time that we've, Grand, nobody's asked really, but I can't remember the last time that there's been a Nebraska team that it seems like it's just been so open where it's like, hey, we got our back, we got each other's backs. This is my brother to my right and my left. We're going to go out there and we're going to battle. And last year, that you know, we all remember the record. There's no point in bringing it back up again. And oh. and and we know how close this team was last year in every single game. You know, with. With the new guys that we're having on here and giving that little bit of extra push, do you think that this is a team, and I already know the answer, but do you think that this is a team that could be competing for the Big Ten uh, come December? Yeah, no doubt. That's that's the goal. We ride it every day. You got it in the weight room, Big Ten champs. That's the goal. It start with the little things that we emphasize. and We're going to keep working on the little things, and the little things going to take us to the Big Ten champs. Yep, it seems like it's How, been the little uh, things the last couple of years that have been the, the the demise, and it seems like the attention to detail has been is being paid there, and we're hearing it from the players, but we're also seeing it on what we're being shown as well, which which is which is great to see. You've got we we know the the prowess of that linebacker room. You've got some athletes. You've got some um, some some guys that can run side to side. You've got some guys that can hit like yourself, filling those holes. Um, we've got safeties that are just freak athletes. We've got stuff like that. I guess kind of where this is going. When we we know there was a little bit of a mindset shift with uh with Coach Joseph came until they weren't until they had they were just told you don't need to be here anymore. We're covered. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is this something where you can see? that the a little bit of the identity of the team could come out in those units, punt coverage, punt return, kickoff, kickoff st- return, stuff like that, where guys like yourselves and, and other just football players and athletes and studs are stepping up saying, you know what, I want to be a part of this so that we can be the best in every single phase. Is that, is, can we, can we kind of look at the, the, the I guess, the, the blood of the team and say it's going to run through that unit oh, yeah. this year? Yeah, definitely. That's all we we emphasize you won't get on the field, special teams. You like we tell each other you will not get on the field until you're on a special team. Just a clip of all of the tough guys that's on special teams, you know, even when I was at LSU. Guys that 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 was first round draft picks was on the front line of punt, kickoff and everything. So 
that that right there that shows that that means a lot to us, and you definitely see that a lot this year. Our guys, even the other rooms that they will be on the special teams. Yeah, it, it it sounds like there's a huge emphasis being paid to special teams, and it, now it's being it, it's an honor to play it. It seems like, which is fabulous because it's one third of the game. You know, special teams guys just as important as any other position. So it's it's great to see that there's such an emphasis being placed on that. <clears throat> one last thing for you, and then we'll let you get out of here uh, for the night. With the new with the season coming up. You know, what do you want to say to Husker fans? What, just one message that you want to say to Husker fans, what you got? Going to be Big Ten champs. That's it. You know, that's the goal. That's Big Ten champs. It, it, it. Yeah, I mean, that's what, what else do you say? I mean, the, the team is focused. We're talented. We're ready to go. Um, the, the guys are getting healthy now, which, which is a great thing. Um, it's time to start drinking more Kool-Aid, everybody. Uh, I will pour it up by the pitcher. Don't worry. We'll have yeah. big red Kool-Aid down there for everybody. Um, Fitz, Drake, do you guys got anything else for Kai before we let him go for the night? No, I no, just – do it. The, the enthusiasm, just that idea of, of what those guys want to do and are capable of doing down there is just – it makes me want to get – closer to that season starter in, in Ireland. And I know the guys are anxious for it and they're putting in the work. So we are, uh, you've got Husker nation behind you. We are excited. Um, yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, your teammates. We've had the pleasure of, of talking with some fantastic, fantastic young men. And you guys are doing a, a, fan, a fabulous job down there. So we are excited to see what happens. Thank you. All right. Yeah, we're we're rooting for you, Makai. We're super excited. Sorry, my uh, my light, my camera all just turned off. That's why everything went dark. Uh, <laughs> but no, we're super excited. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We're rooting for you. We're rooting for the team. Uh, it's been a pleasure. No problem. Thank you, guys. Yep. Uh, for Fitz, for Drake, for myself, Makai. Thanks for coming on tonight and chatting with us. You're always welcome back. You know, we'd love to have you back on. Um, fabulous interview. Um, but yeah, we'll let you go for the night and, um, thanks for joining members of the congregation. Let's raise our Kool-Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go big red.